Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Today's episode of Wine and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, supported by your dollars and cents. And we want to help you achieve your goals. Hop on over to www.rootedpg.com to learn more about the services. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palates that should be celebrated and not judged. Well, Becky, welcome to the show. And um, we're excited to have you by the time this thing is being released. Hopefully little Amelia has made her appearance <laughs> and you will officially be a new mom. Not that you're not officially now, but so welcome back to the show. And and for anybody that's listening, just know that Becky is going to be taking a little hi- hiatus from co-hosting for a few months while she enjoys the the new addition to their family. So Becky, I we wish you so much luck and we're so excited for you. We can't wait to meet, meet her. <laughs> Thank you. So today, um, you know, we're in the month of November. We're getting together with families. Lots of good conversation comes up. Inevitably in my household, estate planning. (laughs) I don't know why, (laughs) but it's a great time to talk about it with families because everybody's together. In your situation this year, it's a new, you're probably going to have a bit of a new angle on it. And I thought it would be fun for us to talk about estate planning for expecting or new parents parents considering these are things that you're thinking about right now. Yeah. And they're definitely big conversations to have, but really important to have as well. Yeah. So as you and Colin have been planning for this bundle of joy to make their appearance, her appearance, what are some of the things it's so funny that we sit like, I don't know about you, but when Brett and I are in a car and we're traveling, we talk about the craziest stuff. And it, this is the kind of stuff we talk about. And it's just so nonchalant. And I know this is not easy stuff to talk about normally, but what are some of the things that you and Colin have talked about or you and your family have talked about? Yeah. So um, Colin and I, we've really been talking about like, how do we prepare for Amelia's arrival? You know, um, making sure we have all of our documents in place. Um, you know, so that way, you know, when it's time to go to the hospital, we're ready. Yeah. Instead of scrambling. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've been putting in place? Yeah. So um, we've been gathering what we call our red file, which is um, copies of items like your social security card, um, driver's license or passport and insurance cards, um, in particular health insurance for this mm-hmm, event. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, birth certificates, marriage certificates, um, you know, vaccination records, or at least, you know, the ability to access like the online portal for the medical. Yeah. Um, All of those things that you don't think about, like it would be really helpful if Colin has access to your portal, should he need it, right? Right. Yeah. And we're also actually taking a step beyond for us and putting together um, basically a permission slip for our pets. So that way, whoever's caring for them, you know, if an emergency comes up with them, um, you know, both of our parents and siblings have permission um, to take them to the vet and get whatever care is needed. That's a really good idea. Yeah. It's nothing real formal, just the letter stating that they have permission from us and you know, the vet can call us if they need, but to go ahead and perform whatever procedures are needed. You know, what's interesting about that is we talk so much about HIPAA releases for kids, you know, for um, aging children or spouses or anything like that. But that's basically the same thing that you're saying for your pet. You're basically saying you're giving a HIPAA release or a healthcare proxy for your pet in your situation. That's a really good idea. And you know, you may be home quickly, but once you get home, you may not feel up to uh, taking, you know, running to the vet or, you know, you, you might not, you, you might not feel like you can leave the house right away. <laughs> so even if it's not a medical emergency for you, it might be a convenience factor. Yeah, exactly. Smart. So thinking about some of the other things that you've been, now that you're going to be parents, has it moved up the scale at all some of your personal estate planning documents on top of that? Yeah, so we haven't actually formally prepared anything yet. Um, that is definitely, I keep hounding Colin that we need to get that done. Um, I'm sure at this point, he's very sick of my telling him that almost every night on our walks, I bring it up. Um, But, you know, we have had the conversations about um, guardianship and, Mm -hmm. you know, who we want to list and, you know, starting those conversations. Which is so tough. It is. And, you know, you have to consider both sides of the family as to like, you know, who you want to take care of your children. Or maybe in some situations, it's not a family member. Mm -hmm. And conveying that conversation to your family that you want someone else to take care of your children. That could be a fun Thanksgiving conversation. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But in some cases, I think it might be a relief too. Because if you think about it, um, you know, you have a sister and Colin has siblings as well. So from a standpoint of like, okay, we know what the plan is. Right. If something happens, God forbid to either of you, we know what the plan is. Secondly, it might be a relief to the grandparents because grandparents want to stay involved in their grandchild's life. And if they know what the plan is and they're, they know they're still involved in some way, shape or form, that may be a relief to them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, they've already gone through the stage of life of um, don't really want to say being held down by kids, but <laughs> not having the flexibility to do what they mm-hmm. want and to travel. And so to know that they can still, you know, see their grandchildren, but maybe mm-hmm. not have to fully be responsible for them mm-hmm. is a big relief. Well, they raise their kids to raise kids, not to raise their kids. <laughs> kids. <Yep. laughs> so um, thinking about, are there other estate planning documents that you think would be really critical for somebody that has is, is about to have children or maybe has infant children, uh, new family, new parents, that sort of thing? Yeah, um, a healthcare proxy. 
is really critical and HIPAA release. Um, Maybe explain what those are. Yeah, so um, the HIPAA release basically allows someone who, you know, like whether it's a spouse or a fam- some family member to actually receive updates on your health. So, you know, if you don't have a HIPAA release signed, the hospitals don't have to give out your information. Um, In fact, they're kind of restricted, right? Yep. Yeah. And sometimes with, you know, like a spouse or something, they have a little, you know, they're a little bit more lenient there. But, um, you know, if someone calls to check in on you or, you know, you have to go in for some kind of emergency procedure, it's good to be able to actually share your updates with family. Mm -hmm. And then the healthcare proxy gives someone who you trust um, the legal ability to make healthcare decisions for you. So, you know, if you're in surgery and you're not able to make your own healthcare decisions, mm-hmm. then the doctor can reach out to your healthcare proxy and they can actually make decisions on your behalf. So what if you were incapacitated and decisions needed to be made on Amelia? What sort of documents can be put in place for that? Yeah. So, um, you know, if you have a like another parent who's in the picture, mm-hmm. then um, they can certainly make decisions on that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, you that's know, an you important have- thing to think through and work with the estate planning attorney on. Is what if what if both you and Colin are are not able to make a you're you're just a, you, you know you're alive but you're incapacitated you're not able to speak. So you know what documents are there that would actually step in if decisions needed to be made for Amelia? And I think those are things that. That sort of gets into legal advice that we don't want to, you know, step on, step on toes with regards to that. But I think it's a, a topic to talk to your attorney about when you're planning for this wonderful new event in your life, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, as with any estate document, make sure that whoever you do list on your documents, make sure that they're aware that they're listed. <laughs> um, the last thing you want is for some kind of emergency to be happening and... Um, for the person to get a phone call or something and have they have no idea that, you know, you listed them, let alone what your wishes would be. Yeah, there was a movie. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, the two characters were surprised that they were co-custodians of their friend's child. And the movie, I think, is a great movie to like watch and get a feel for uh, what what it would be like if you were to fall into the response, excuse me, responsibility of caregiving, because if somebody came to me and said, Hey, Amy, we'd love to name you as our child's custodian. First of all, I would say, what were you thinking? (laughs) We live in two States. Are you sure you really want to do that? Not that I don't love children. You know, I love them very much, but you really want, like, why would, is that something that you would be okay with? You know, how would we do that for your child? That that would be a conversation I would want to have, not to mention, um, would I raise them the same way that you would want them raised? And I don't know how you want them raised. That'd be a conversation I would have to have with somebody. So all of those things, making sure that the person that you're naming is on board with it and aware and kind of accepts that responsibility. That's it's pretty important. And it's, I think, important to, to you guys to know that it they're okay with it, right? Yeah, definitely. That's a great point. Um, you know, everyone raises their kids a little bit different. And to have that conversation is 
you know, could give you a really good peace of mind. Yeah. I wish I could think of the name of that movie. It'll come to me probably sometime in the middle of the night. I'll sit up and go, oh, that's the name of the movie. Yeah. I know exactly which one you're thinking about, but I can't, <laughs> you can't put think name of it either. either. <laughs> we'll probably get a million uh, messages, you know, giving us the name of the movie after the podcast has released. Uh, so before we get into the second half of the podcast, I want to take just a, a quick break um, to talk about this week's wine pick. What I've been doing is keeping it more general in nature because as fall kind of hits and Thanksgiving rolls around, some of my favorite wines are more rosé and white wines to go with Thanksgiving, although I'm generally a red wine drinker as a preference. But we've been featuring in the month of Oct- or month of November a winery called Airly. Airly is an all-women-owned and want- run winery out of Oregon, and it's one that Brent and I came across when we were out there in July. And I just love what they're doing with their wines. And I think that if you're looking for something unique and different, and of course, I love the Finger Lakes. Everybody knows that. But something that's outside of the Finger Lakes area, or if you want to try some Fauches, take a peek at their website. They have some really amazing blends. And I just want to give them a shout out for all the cool things that they're doing. Um, I know that that doesn't seem like it fits in the middle of our conversation talking about somebody who is about to have a baby and can't drink wine. But I think it's always fun to think about, well, what happens after baby comes? (laughs) We can celebrate a little bit with a glass of wine here and there to relax mama's nerves just a tad bit maybe, or just to sit back and relax um, on a date night as well. So I hope everybody that has a chance can go out to their website. That's that's our feature of the month of uh, November. And we hope that you uh, find something that you very much enjoy out there. So Becky, kind of switching back to the conversation that we were having about estate planning, are there any tips or recommendations that you would give to get, like, what have you guys done to get your mind around this? This is a shift in your life, right? What have you done to get your mind around this new journey that you're about to go down? Yeah. um, Thankfully, you know, Callum's very open to conversation. So Mm -hmm. we've been talking just a lot and we do it when we're outside, you know, getting our nightly walk and fresh air. Um, But yeah, we've been, you know, trying to think through different scenarios of what what might different things look like? I know it's impossible to predict everything, but to kind of start like what if planning. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something we do in financial planning. So to bring it into our personal lives with um, you know prepping for Amelia has been very helpful for both of us. Are there any things that have surprised you that? Is you, you know, if you brought up certain topics, you're like, oh, glad we're talking about this. Um, maybe we wouldn't be if if this stage of our life wasn't starting. Yeah. Um, you know, different things about, I mean, this is way down the road, but, you know, school districts. And, mm-hmm. you know, right now we're very happy in the house that we're in, but, you know, we may not want to send our kids to the school district that we're in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. What does that look like? And even though it's years down the road, it's still something that's like, okay, this this is going to come quick. And how should we plan for it? And those are the perfect things to have in the estate planning documents, right? So, if if you need, if God forbid anything happened to you guys, and you know the the person that you've named knows those things, those are really those are important decisions to you guys. I mean, you're having these conversations. It's really critical that that those things are documented somewhere. Like we would prefer that our child go to school at X place or X school district. We would prefer our doc our child um, 
have these experiences. Those are really important things to document. And when we think about estate planning, often we think about the will, the power of attorney, the healthcare proxy, and they, we, we think about assets that are left. But when we are thinking about young children, there's a lot of life that we hope for those young children. And I think it's really important that some of those be documented so that the the life that you want to give her is the life that that is close as possible that can be given. You know, it's, it's a, we always wonder like if somebody doesn't have something planned out, we guess. Whereas if you guys have had these conversations and, and have documented them, then there won't be any guessing. And we hope that it would never have to be used but at least it would be a a clear plan as far as what you would have wanted. Yeah. And it takes the guesswork out of your family members that are surviving and hopefully reduces any um, tension, you know, from them. Which there can be a lot of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's really, you're taking two completely different families and blending, you know, responsibility or um, decision-making and such across them. And if you're out of the equation, then, you know, sometimes the act is like a buffer between families. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, we, we want families to come closer together in times of grief um, or disability. We don't want them to get further apart. And so if it's, if it's written somewhere, then it's less likely to become, it's less likely to become something that people will, guess and feud about, right? We don't want that to happen. Right. Any tips, any final tips that you would give to new parents? Take each day, day by day, and you know, try plugging away at conversations. Um, they can be very difficult conversations. And try finding a peaceful spot where you know you don't get upset with your spouse or significant other. Um, so that way, you know, you can really have a clear mind to make rational decisions. I love that tip. Finding a space where you both can feel freed open to talk. Yeah, that's I think that's true of every marriage in every situation. So that's great advice. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We know this was some pretty deep conversation, uh, but we want everybody to be thinking about this. And as Becky said, you know, it's better to have it in writing and to plan it out uh, if something should ever happen. And we hope it never does. We'd love it if you share this with your friends and rate us on iTunes so that more people can find us like you did. And if you have any questions, please feel free to send them our way. We'd be, we'd love to answer any questions that you have or make future shows about topics that you want to hear about. Thank you, everyone. And Becky, we wish you the best of luck in the next few months. We know that uh, you and Connor are going to make beautiful babies and we can't wait to meet Amelia. Thank you. We're very excited. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.